Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool, and we've got a special guest returning. Returning guest, He's practically and part of the show, our friend Ben Blackman. All right. I didn't know sound effects were part of the deal. That's oh, yeah. Right. It's been a while since you've been on. Yeah. That's right. We've upgraded the studio around here since you uh, were last here, I guess. Very nice. My son, my youngest son, has a good friend, Ben, named Ben Blackburn. And so I sometimes get Blackman and Blackburn mixed up. Either way, it's all good. Yeah. I think like a pirate. Oh, Blackman? Sounds like a pirate? No, Blackburn. Oh, Blackburn. Yes. Blackman sounds like Blackman. That's right. I'm so sure there's some just just so our people listening. So our people listening know Ben's got a kid at home. You'll hear him in the background. Don't worry about it. Yeah. If you hear, if you hear something going on, it's just you know, Ben being a dad. These are real people on a real show with real you know right. stuff going on in life. I'm, so Ben's doing it all. He's he's a he's a dad. He's a business owner. I mean, he does it all. Yeah, marketer. <laughs> Got a dog. That's right. Like, <laughs> doing it all, man. Going on vacation as soon as he's done with this show. Where are you going? Oh, Fripp Island, South Carolina. Oh, fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. Down near Beaufort. That's right. Do you have connections down there? You just like I've been going there my whole life. More oh, okay. It's been uh, a destination choice for years, huh? Yeah. My older son doesn't like it too much but this year he's actually excited for once because he's bringing a bunch of his friends so ah there you go yeah we'll see he's bringing his posse it's one of those empty islands though like you know once you get rises do you have to cross a bridge to go over or yeah security gate hold they lock in (laughs) that's right (laughs) all right well today uh we're gonna be talking about Jason Aldean, he's a little bit controversial. We'll talk about like, is this like controversy? Is it planned? Is it good marketing? Like what is going on with Jason Aldean? Is it just good message to market match? If you don't know what's going on, we'll tell you. And then we'll be talking about pickleball. Pickleball. I'm not sure why we're talking about pickleball, but Jonathan <laughs> wanted to talk about it. So, I Well, it's only the fastest growing sport in the U.S. So and I had to find reason, out right? why. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, like what's going on that makes people want to... Because I thought for years, man, I thought this was... I mean, for the last couple of years, I thought this was an old person sport, but now I'm finding the people of all ages. And then we have... Now we have celebrities and, you know, sports celebrities out there that are buying pickleball teams. And, you know, it's it's crazy how popular it's gotten. Yeah, there's a brewery here that we go to every once in a while and, like, they have a league like every night of the week they're out there playing pickleball on Mm -hmm. like they have courts at the brewery. Yeah. Like it's crazy, you know? So yeah, I'll I'll be interested to hear why, why, what the success is over 10, like games like, you know, tennis has been around, but this, this thing is like caught fire. So I was curious. So I dug in a little just to get some, get some understanding on what they're doing to promote the pickleball brand. Yeah, and uh, I think it lines up pretty well with uh, with uh, Jason Aldean. Maybe really? finding your market to match, but maybe going a little further than that. And then interesting. I can't wait to out. hear what you've uh, what your research has uncovered. Yeah. So, well, let's uh, talk beverages real quick. What you got over there today, John? Well, we'll let Ben go first. Our guest. Oh, go ahead, Ben. 
I'm, I'm show your tap water. Two. I'm sporting <laughs> two beverages. One matcha green tea. There you oh, go. Beautiful. Uh, you know, of course, with almond milk. I'm sure you knew that. Yeah, four. And then pinto water. Okay. You know, pinto water. That's I haven't heard of that. I've never seen that brand. You've never seen pinto, yeah. Yeah. Is it something special about it, or is it just weird name? I don't know. That's um, you know, back in the day when I used to go to the Tony Robbins events all the time. That's what they had. So, okay. I've well, never heard of pinto water. It says it's oxygenated. Oh yeah. Well, that would be the O in H2O. I guess. That's what I was thinking. Too. Hey, yeah. I thought hey, that was pretty call, standard. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a third of the quality of water was oxygen. And but, it also you know, says that's a good lesson on marketing, you know. It does Start talking about things that are pretty common. It says there's no arsenic, so that's always a good thing. Oh. So, Plus, like, I mean, all the other waters have arsenic. worried about that. <laughs> We don't use rusty pipes and <laughs> wow. Oh. Pinto water. Okay. Pinto. I'm gonna have to go look that up. Yeah, I have never in all the convenience stores I've ever been in. No, it's not in now you'll see it in every store you go into. This is high dollar, man. Oh, you, you're not getting it. You better go to Earth Fair. Oh, okay. So it's not at my local it. yeah, you it doesn't appear in the local stop and stab. <laughs> what about a fresh market? It's kind of yeah, actually, Fresh Market has it. Of course, sure. yeah, Fresh Market. Okay. All right, Jonathan, what do you have over there today? I saw you pulled up your your beverage on the screen, so. Yeah, I've got a, um, it's called a Tank 7. Uh, Tank let me add this. Seven. Tank 7 by Boulevard Brewing Company. Hmm. It's hard to see that. Let me see if I can enlarge this. Yeah, it is a American Saison Ale. Saison. Saison. Um, let's see. I don't I have no I have, don't know anything about it. It just <laughs> the can the name looked cool, Tank Seven. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> I like, probably okay, literally I'll came from it. Tank Seven when they it's were in the brewery. <laughs> hey, what do we call uh, this? Well, it came out of Tank Seven. Let's just call it Tank Seven. All right, let's see name. what we can find out. It says uh, Marvel at our distinctly American twist on a classic Belgian style, unveiling a surge of fruity aromatics and subtle spice, mysteriously okay. mingled with big grapefruit, hoppy notes, and cloaked in elegant effervescence. All right. All right. Sounds kind of like a fruity beer. Great. Yeah. Sounds like IPA hiding as a, as a regular Belgian. It's <laughs> a regular ale. <laughs> Eight right. and a half percent. That's the only thing that caught my eye. So cool. Yeah, that's that's Jonathan's standard. Is this above eight? <laughs> I'm not Seven wasting my money. Well, I'm going <laughs> the opposite direction. Five percent. I can get that with Bud. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm way uh, behind. I thought they were all like three percent. Oh something. man, no, no. No, I, I so this was the remainder of my shiner like variety pack is the one I didn't really want to drink, you know, so, but here it is. It's the Shiner Light Blonde. Yeah. At an embarrassing 4.2%. So my theory is, <laughs> my theory is that this is what they, when they clean out the tanks and they rinse out the tanks, this is the beer that comes out, you know, with the, with the water and the leftover beer from the good beers. This is what they bottle it with. It's like, well, why not? It's like All that was left. Yeah. Gone in, has gone into that. Remember the movie Twins with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Where he said, like, all the good stuff went into you. Like, he's pointing to Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> all the crap that was left over <laughs> went into you. 
<laughs> yeah. So this is like the leftover residue of the beer that's been rinsed out with water and then bottled. That's that's I mean, look at this stuff. It's like oof. Like you can see right through it. That's like yeah. Now I let me I've always wanted to know. So does like does malt liquor include is, is part of this? <laughs> we food? have like, not had a like, malt liquor on the show. Like <laughs> like Mickey's big mouth or something or you know, we might have to try that next week. Yeah. Just thought. I mean, Jonathan, you always stop at the stop and stab. So <laughs> they definitely had the, uh, the malt liquor. Yeah. They had the, one of those big, uh, I forgot how 40s. big they are. 40. <laughs> 40 ounce, yeah. baby. That's right. Yeah, pick I think I'll pick up, up a Mad Dog for next week. There you Mad go. Dog. Fruit Punch <laughs> Mad Dog 2020. Maybe some Boone's Farm along Boone's with that. Farm. Yeah. yeah. There, there you go. go. Yeah. That'd All right. Good for the next show. You know, it's good when it has a screw top and an expiration date. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, that way you can put it back on when the cop pulls you over and you screw the top back on. Like, right. oh, man, I don't know what happened. Bought it like <laughs> well, that. I used to do. <laughs> it was on when I last saw it. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, let's cheers it up. All right. Cheers. I don't have a glass today, so I can't, oh, I can't even see it. Bottle. <laughs> I can. Boom. Mm, that is absolutely mm. tasteless. <laughs> That really is water. All right, give it a rating. <clears throat> this is going to probably be my lowest rating. I'm going to give this. Well, our guests go first. What do you rate your penta water or your matcha? I guess you can go with either. It, I mean, it does taste better than the water out of the sink. I can tell you that for sure. Yeah, especially so, if the lake's turning over. This, you know. I'm telling you, that's water. <laughs> awful. I would have to give it, I don't know, there's a scale of one to ten. One to five. One to five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... If I compare it to that, I'd have to say it's five. Oh, wow. Nope. Fives get a nice applause, Yeah, even if it's water. All right. I'm giving mine a 1.5. Like, it is flat and tasteless. <laughs> That's all I've got. <laughs> yeah, close enough. Um, Luckily, I brought a backup, so of, some, of uh, last week's beer, so I'm still good. Okay. I thought you had, like, a, a fifth behind you or something. Okay, I'm giving this one, man, this is really good. I'm going to give this one a four, a nice four, eight, teetering on a four, nine. I'll, I'll wow. give it a four, eight, five. All right. It's really good. I love yeah, it. Boulevard Brewing's pretty consistent. They've got all the, yeah, everything I've, I think we've had from them. Spot on. Solid. Pretty good stuff. All right, so do we want to jump into Jason Aldean or Pickleball first? Let's start with uh, Jason Aldean. Let's, let's, uh, let's spark some controversy. Okay. If we can. Are you familiar with the controversy, Ben? Yeah. All right. Okay. It's actually so, yeah, what we got. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's catchy. It's definitely, you know. It's got a nice three, tune. Right. So three chord, what's the saying? Three chords in the truth? There you go. So I posted on my Facebook po page yesterday. I was like, what if, what mm. if Jason Aldean is just, he understands his market and he's just taking advantage and he's just, this is just purely a marketing play. Mm -hmm. Is that a possibility? Could be. It was, it was quite interesting the comments that I got. You had people that were like, "No, he's from a small town." He's like, no, "It's like he's from Macon, Georgia. It's hundred fifty thousand. It's not a small town." Sure. Yeah. You know, might live in a smaller town now. Is what one of the I was informed by one of my commenters that you know yeah. he's, he's in a small town now. Um, and maybe it's a little of both. Maybe it's like he understands his market and he believes this and he's going after it. You know, but it's mm -hmm. it goes to show. Kind of the big takeaway here is like, man, when you when you play on the edges, 
you get you just get the attention right it's kind of like we jonathan we said about joshua lysak's book you know so good they'll call you a fake right like you got to play on the edges almost now it seems like the polarity of extremes to really get attention and, yeah. that, and that's what the song has done for sure you gotta and invite the the criticism and the haters in order to yeah, really do anything. Certainly can't be scared of it. But what's the? I mean, the result. He's what's a number one song? I mean, he uh -huh. got canceled by CMT, and then he had a couple other um, artists step in and like support him. Which yeah. you know, again, like I'm sure some of maybe they were supporting him. Maybe they're like, oh, I'm hopping on this on the coattails of this. You know, right. it's like right. I don't know. Yep. And it doesn't really matter. But if I think it's an interesting thought experiment, you know, because you don't get to the top of any profession without having a little knowledge and and gamemanship right gamesmanship mm -hmm. to get to the top like yeah no matter how uh pure your intentions are if you're gonna play at that level you've got to play at the game at that level mm -hmm. so yeah. i think there's i definitely think there's a an understanding of your market and understanding the counter market that's gonna happen yeah you know, but he's probably you know i mean the song's actually been out a while it's the video i think that really put it over the top right um, and then, of course, they're getting canceled. That put it even more over the top, and it's just snowballed. Uh, I find it interesting how the media, because we know how the media plays off things. It's like summer news. Uh -huh. Summer news is like always some of the worst news because they have nothing to talk about. You know, there's really nothing going on during the summer, and people are kind of tuned out anyway. Yeah. You know, they're on vacation. They're kind of living their lives. And, and it's funny how they almost create news themselves they create something out of nothing and then talk about it and then decide you know have opinions on either way it, it's so interesting today yeah. how you know how the news just creates something and then picks sides and then <laughs> talks about it runs it in the ground and yeah for a week it's like everywhere and then you know next week it'll be something <clears throat> else right but yeah the the marketing lesson here i think is you know knowing your market and knowing what they're you know, willing to get behind what's got them fired up right now. And to that, I mean, it's a beautiful piece of marketing, Yeah. you know, as far as like knowing your market. And I had some people in my comments who are, you know, on the opposite side who think it's terrible and it's like divisive and all, you know, all the things. So I got both sides in my comments because my, my audience is split probably 30, 70, you know? Sure. Um, so, I thought it was interesting just, you know, even in the comments, like I, I tried to position it fairly, like, let's look at this as a thought experiment type thing, but you could still see the emotion come out in the comments just, just like almost instantly. So that, yeah. that was kind of cool to watch too. Hey, and let's be honest, I posted it because I thought it'd get more engagement. Right. And it of did. Of course. <laughs> Which is why we're titling the show exactly, with his right? name. Yeah. Because that'll <laughs> help like, the, that'll help just... the YouTube rankings. That'll help everything by That's just right. we're... throwing that in there. So we're all riding the coattails. Um, we had a comment though that said, hey, I don't think Luke Bryan needs to ride anyone's coattails. <laughs> That comment came from downstairs, by the way. <laughs> so uh, he's 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 got a pretty huge following on his own. Yeah, I so think he's doing all right. Yeah. He's doing fine. Yeah, he would appreciate our juvenile beer talk because all his songs are about sure, beer yeah, all that stuff. So yep, we should have him on the show sometimes for this segment. I did find it interesting because the follow-up to the Jason Aldean was that he pulled, there was a section that he pulled off of his video. Yeah. 
And so the discussion was, was it a copyright infringement issue or a copyright issue with using uh, video footage, I think from news, or was it kind of, uh, you know, giving in to, I guess, yeah, pressure? Because it was a section where it was a Black Lives Matter protest. Right, exactly. So I don't think Black Lives Matter as a, as a name is copyrighted or that that would be a copyright infringement. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was from the, it was a, it was, I guess, whether he had permission to use it from the, the new, I think it was fo from Fox news and whether okay. he was allowed to use that or ha had permi mm -hmm. permission to use that. So, okay. I don't know. They were like, Oh, we don't want to be a part of this. So <laughs> like they probably don't, you know, or, or, you know, who knows? Maybe that's all fake. Maybe it was, you know, yeah. they just but clipped it for no reason at all and just created some, some new controversy to yeah, you know just keep, keep the, it keep it going. You gotta keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you gotta ride that as long as you can. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So how can uh how can people apply this? Let's talk about pickleball. Maybe we can make the connection there. Yeah. So pickleball, um <clears throat> I find it interesting because it's a to me, I used to make fun of this. Um, I, I used to laugh at it cause my brother, like he, like soccer. he was talking about it last year. He had picked it up and I'm like, isn't that like a, uh, a senior sport? And, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, I'm totally wrong, you know, because you got like guys like Tom Brady, who's now, you know, buying into it. He's a huge fan. Well, he is a retiree. I mean, so <laughs> yeah, what he, he's a little younger than we are, Sean. Yeah. Uh, but sure. people that are buying into the whole pickleball thing and buying teams and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's I didn't just even growing. Know teams available to buy. Like I didn't even know it had gotten to that point. I had no idea either. There I are knew there was like little local leagues, you know, neighborhoods, yeah. you know, things like that, like Ben's kickball league and things like that. So, yeah. so here's, ben, maybe here's, that's the next thing you should do. You do softball, <laughs> you've done kickball. Maybe you should try pickleball. I did try one. Did game. you? So what, what did you think before we get into like uh, why it's popular? What was your take on it? Cause I've never um, played. I, the only thing I did, Sean, was I, I just took a lesson and it was me and a, a, a woman, uh, uh, somebody I didn't know. We both took a lesson at the same time. And in the beginning, it seemed a little complicated, frankly. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that had more to do with the instructor than, <laughs> than anything else. And uh, he was into it. I mean, he was into it. So anyway, it was, I mean, it was okay. It's like I would, I would do it again. You know, um, but I used to like playing tennis when I was a kid and stuff a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, I'm trying to compare it to that versus kind of taking it on its own. And I think that's really what you kind of have to do is like, you know, hey, well, it's, just... it's kind of between like ping pong and tennis, right? It is. Yeah, that, exactly. It's right in between because it's a smaller court yep. and you're using a softer, it's almost like a wiffle ball that you're yep. using mm -hmm. with a little uh, paddle. It's not a racket, it's a paddle. Yeah. Um, but it's a, um, in the ball, you know, the ball moves a lot slower. So I, I think, you know, that was one of the common court, slower ball, slower ball. Yeah. So, and that's one of the ways that they're marketing it, I think is the importance is like, they're marketing it, th it you know, this sport is, is one that anybody can jump into. Like yeah. you don't have to have like to be a tennis player, there's a, a certain amount of you know, you have to have some, you know, obviously some coaching to get into it. If you want to play, well, you, you know, both have to be good right. on tennis, you both have to be pretty good right. or else you're just chasing the ball all the time. 
Exactly. You know, at least like racquetball, like it stays in the court, you know, yep. but with tennis, the ball goes over the fence. It goes three courts over, but exactly. You know, racquetball is a lot more expensive, you know, to build a, a court than pickleball. Now they're just convert. You can get two pickleball courts in a, and one old. Yeah, and most of the, most of the courts now, if they're tennis courts, a lot of them are putting a, a a pickleball net, you know, on the court that you can use to to uh, as for half the court. But yeah. and I think there's a level of frustration from some tennis players. Yes, some sure tennis players. <laughs> I've talked to a few. They Which don't is all like the more reason to want to play pickleball, just so you can irritate. There's your marketing right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's your controversy. There, <laughs> And it, here's the here's the flip side to it. The the um, it's coming out, and I don't know. This is it's, it's targeted just to pickleball, but the uh, I think the you know the medical association is coming out and saying, oh, you know, you got to be careful. All these injuries, and I think that that plays into a lot of probably people with you know at a certain age who play and pull, you know, have um, they you know tear a meniscus or you know, what have you, you know, when they're, when they're out there playing, but you know, that can happen with any sport, but it seems like that's pickleball has been targeted lately as kind of the, uh, you know, the one that causes the most injuries, which I don't think that's the case. Cause you can, you know, if you, yeah, you can get mean, injured from anything, but. Well, I mean, if you, and like, yeah, if more people are playing than any other sport, then yeah, you're going to have more injuries from that. Right. You know, it's kind of like running. It's like, yeah, a lot of people get injured running because a lot of people yeah. run. So so I didn't, I was just looking this up. Let me add this to the screen for those of you watching on, on mm -hmm. the videos. It's been around since 1965. I know. See, when I was, I did not realize that when I was reading this, I was like, there's no way the sport's been around that long. 1965, like that's older than Ben. <laughs> was invented on a Bainbridge Island, a short ferry ride. What, what, From Seattle, Ben's? Washington. Well, that makes sense that it was invented up in Seattle. Yeah, three dads, Joel, Bill, and Barney. Um, those were definitely dad's names in the 60s, right? Whose kids were bored with their usual summertime activities are credited for creating the game. Pickleball has evolved from original handmade equipment, simple rules, to a popular sport throughout the U.S. and Canada. So yeah, it's um, yeah, you can go to usapickleball.org if you want to learn yep. more about it. There's the court dimensions. You can build your own court, uh, clothing, apparel, equipment, shoes. Look at that. We got Skechers. It's got some shoes. <coughs> Franklin's got a carbon STK paddle. Yep. You know, court, you know, all the advertisers. And of course, you want to get in. Like everybody's got to have a new paddle and all this stuff, right? There's been some funny. Um, videos and stuff on social media too about pickleball and yep. pickleball trainers and all this kind of stuff. The, that, those paddles aren't cheap, man. You can spend a hundred bucks on a paddle or more easily. Yeah. Yep. Um, of course. Yeah. So. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, this suburban, I mean, let's be real. This is probably mostly a suburban sport. Still. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, 20, 20 minutes of the lesson that I took was on the paddle. Yep. Like, yep. which one, you know, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of info on a paddle. Yeah. Like, yeah. Out of a 30 minute lesson. That's right. So he was a actually just a paddle salesman. That's what you're saying. He did, he did say something. He was some kind of affiliate. I can't tell yeah. you that. He was like, Hey, come over here to the trunk of my car. That's right. <laughs> Got a few paddles here. All right. So here, here it is. The, this, this is fresh statistics from the sports and fitness industry association it's the fastest been named the fastest growing sport for the third consecutive year 
with a growth rate of 158.6% over the past three years. Wow. That's pretty That's impressive. That's a nice growth. Wow. Yeah. So just another example of, uh, you know, overnight success since 1965. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I literally, the first time I ever saw or heard about pickleball was probably two and a half years ago when I was in mm-hmm. Florida, I was visiting somebody, we were playing basketball and they kicked us off the basketball court because they had to set up the pickleball courts. Yeah. We were like, what is pickleball? And they're like, oh yeah, everybody plays it. I'm like, <laughs> we don't, we're playing basketball. <laughs> so, so what, what is it? So it's, so it's ease of use, right? It's ease because of use. it's slower. Um, the volleys are longer, I would mm-hmm. assume. Right. So it, it feels more engaged. Whereas like, like I said earlier, if, if you're playing tennis and you're not good, you're really just serving and picking up balls the whole time. Here's the thing. So here's 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 a takeaway from an article, and and this is on speaking to your audience. So it says back in 2020, here's what they did. They wanted a rebrand. So this is where things really took off. So pri- prior to to the 2020 rebrand, USA Pickleball. There is a USA Pickleball show. I know. I have um, to say that. They hired an agency that organized focus groups to to chat with consumers about the sport. So they wanted to know the words that people associated with pickleball. And the word that kept coming back was community. Hmm. So that's what they really focused on on their ad campaign because they started running ads. And that was the thing that kept coming back with, you know, people of all ages that it was one thing, you know, it was a community because you see a lot of foursomes are playing on this, you know, on the sport because yep. you'll have couples that play or, you know, people, you know, a group of four that are on the court at one time and they're rotating. And so, you know, that was what they focused on. That was the thing. That was the feedback they were getting. So that's they I mean, the the marketing campaign they adopted really focused on a community, which we all know that's, you know, people want to be a part of something. So they what they did was they p- positioned pickleball as something that was social, competitive and a great way to get people active, you know, and here's the thing. We always talk about like the low the, the barrier of entry. Mm-hmm. So you have to reduce the friction in order to make the sale. The more you can reduce the friction, the easier it is to get the sale. So I think that that was brilliant from that from their standpoint of not only targeting it as a social, something that you bring people together, kind of like the success of social media. You know, that's yeah. kind of like how what they adopted. You know, people are attracted to coming into groups and socializing you know, we talk about meetup and all those organizations, people want to connect with other people. And that's what they honed in on. But they also use the ability that, you know, you don't have to be an experienced player to get in on this, right? Low barrier of entry, anybody can jump in, you know, it's, it's kind very of, easy to learn. It's so, kind of counterintuitive too, right? It's like, Hey, this sport is so easy. Anybody can play it. <laughs> Usually sports are like a challenge or, sure, you know, yeah. you know, things like that. But this one's like, no, Anybody can pick this up. Like, right. Yeah, just show up. We'll, we'll loan you a paddle. <laughs> that's right. We'll, we'll let you. Uh, that's interesting. So I'm looking at a stat here. Um, it says there are nearly 8,000 known pickleball locations with approximately mm-hmm. 110 new locations added each month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so believe that's, it. that's new courts being added every month, 110 new courts every month. That's almost as much as Starbucks franchises being added. Yep or subways or dollar general stores. Mm-hmm. Take your pick. So 
that's a lot of growth for sure. Uh, in a, in a pretty, I didn't, I didn't realize it was that old and that it, it really, it's interesting that it took off right as the pandemic. Cause you would think it would actually, that would have hurt growth. Well, um, people were wanting to get outside. I'm sure because they were stuck at home and certainly looking to, and the net, uh, I think kept, they took advantage of feet. that. Yeah. The net kept yeah. you six feet apart. So mm-hmm. <laughs> no, stay in that side of your court. <laughs> So yeah, you didn't have to worry about that kind of stuff. That's so, right. Uh, yeah, that that may have helped. Like people are at home, need something to do. That may have helped the growth. So interesting. Uh, they refreshed their branding. Um, it says people uh, want to be part of something that looks cool. So uh, we wanted people to be part of our club, so to speak. We wanted pe- yeah. people to be proud to represent USA Pickleball. That means a more concise name, cleaner look. So they kind of changed their whole... Uh, image. Um, now I got to see what the old image looked like. <laughs> Let me do a I want to be a part of something cool. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? And then they, you know, they use social media, which you know, in social media, you can get on, you can create Facebook groups on this and create your own, you know, local group. And I think it's just it, it's it's a a great way because it just adds to, it's like people want to commune or they want to get together and um, engage. And this is just like, you're adding that extra benefit of, okay, let's do it over at a pickleball court where, you know, we're not going to kill ourselves. You know, we're just kind (laughs) of, it's like playing ping pong on a hard court. So to speak. It's like giant ping pong basically, (laughs) right? Where you're standing on the table. Yep. Um, but it, I can say I can tell you from experience, it's very addictive once you start yeah. playing. So here's the old logo right here on our screen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's black lame. and white. That was in 2005. Yep. And then, then it was USA PA. Yep. This one, and then I guess the final version was this here, which looks much more like, so almost looks like an Olympic logo. Like mm-hmm. a soccer yeah. ball. Yeah, it does look like a little bit like a soccer ball, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of liked better having the, oh, the paddle in the paddle. background. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's no paddle on this one. Nope. So, but, but it is cleaner look. Yeah. It is. It is more modern, cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Here's the whole history. If you uh, want to do some research, you can go to USA pickleball.org history of the game. And, you'll and I can only imagine, you know, guys, what has spawned out of pickleball. There's probably people that have, that are training trainers, pickleball trainers. They're probably oh, yeah. websites that Coaches. you know, just membership sites. Yeah, maybe that's what I should do from now on. Be a pickleball coach. <laughs> yeah, fun. absolutely. Yeah. Here, I mean, pickleball here's the thing. Tailgating. You can be a pickleball coach up until uh, for I mean, there's a lot of longevity in that oh, because yeah, people sure. are playing into their, you know, into their 80s. Yeah. Yeah. You could be the wise old pickleball coach. <laughs> Can I, can I just interject something? Yes. This is totally off this topic. So since we've been talking, I have accumulated things from my son that he shouldn't be having. He's walking around with. So I've got a key to lock the door back there. My socks that he made me take off a pin uh, that he shouldn't have because he knows. And then also the sunscreen, which he will spray all over the house until it's empty. Sweet. So, you know, it's been a good call. I'm glad you're uh, keeping busy yeah, while you're on, while you're a guest. He keeps you on your toes, man. That's right. He keeps That's you cool. on your toes. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, and I've learned a lot about pickleball <laughs> all at the same time. I really. Man, that is multitasking. 
So I'm curious, Ben. So for those of you that don't know or don't remember, haven't heard the old episodes. So Ben is in uh, ads management, does Facebook ads and YouTube ads, some Google ads a little bit, mostly Facebook and YouTube, I think. Mm-hmm. I guess YouTube is part of Google. Um, I'm curious, put you on the spot here, Ben. What are you seeing in the world of ads right now? Because this is just our random flight. So let's talk some shop about ads. <laughs> Unless, Jonathan, you had any more fascinating no, no, ads no. about pickleball. I don't want to cut you short, but no, I could talk about pickleball all day long, but I, I won't. Could. <laughs> He's into it. He is. That's good. But no, just his, tell us what's sketchers. going on, man. Give us, give us the. Uh... He's got his sketchers on. He's ready to go play around after. <laughs> all right, that's good. <laughs> uh, it depends on what you want to know, I, but I can tell you this: the. Um, can I create a uh, can I create ads about pickleball on, uh, you know, TikTok and Instagram? And That's what should. I want to do. That's probably the easiest ad to create right there. Actually, <laughs> TikTok. You could just yeah, you could just do it while you're out there, man. You yeah. could just be yeah. out there doing it and do it your ad real quick. That's right. You know. That's right. And yeah. the thing is, it doesn't even have to be about pickleball. It could be about something <laughs> else. Right. <laughs> I know. I mean, Sean sent me a link this week of somebody that's doing something to uh, that's created a, a six-figure, easy, easy six-figure income. Oh man, <laughs> with flatulence. Yes, <laughs> doing six oh. figures. So this chick is doing six figures selling farts in mason jars and sending them to her buyers. It takes all kinds. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, wow. That's, Unfortunately, uh, I think the internet has created extra kinds. Yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, I think we're, you know, I used to think Idiocracy was kind of a stupid, just, you know, bad comedy movie. And now I realize it was a documentary from the future. That's right. <laughs> they sent back to us to warn us. To Yeah, exactly. Like when he came back, he's like, oh, by the way, I've got this documentary you might want to watch. This is why we're killing you all. Because yeah. <laughs> so, of this documentary. That would be a good mashup video right there. <laughs> Terminator and Idiocracy. No doubt. It's the real reason the machines took over. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, um, what are you seeing right now as far as trends in, adver- in ads um, across, you know, any platform, Facebook, whatever? Like, is there anything that used to be working that's not? Is there stuff that is working now that maybe wasn't working before? So I can tell you this, um, regardless of what platform you're running ads, you should just, I mean, I can't think of somebody, anybody who shouldn't be also concurrently running Google ad search based on your brand names. Mm-hmm. So in your case, Sean, you would bid on your name, Sean McCool, right? And you right. would bid on the second half guy, right? Yeah. You would bid on these things so that you control the narrative of what comes up or Sean McCool reviews or the second mm-hmm. half review, those kinds of things. That's right. Because somebody sees you on social media, sees you, whether it's an ad or not, they opt in or they don't, doesn't matter. They're going to go search you out. And if you're not, doesn't matter even if your SEO has got you high in the ranking sooner or later, somebody's going to bid on that. And SEO, yeah. that's right. And you might, you won't know exactly which page is going to show. But with yeah. an ad, you can show them what you want. Interesting. Does that so, make sense? let's say I know it's going to vary widely, but let's say on an average person, maybe a coach, copywriter, whatever, you know, not 
not a New York Times bestseller or somebody that's speaking on stages a lot or events, you know, so it's not somebody that's super popular. Like how much is it going to cost them? I mean, we're talking about a $5 a day budget, a hundred dollar a day that, budget. If that just, okay. To, so to, to put a little moat around your own name, if you're not super popular and you're just out there kind of doing your thing, five to 10 bucks a day, you could protect that. That's right. And it's even more important when you're not popular because okay. each visit counts. Mm. I mean, each visit is important. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to put out like a good thing to do is if you, you know, of course it depends on what you're doing. Right. right. But a good thing to have out there is like a long form blog post, mm -hmm. right? Like a really long blog post that may have multiple, uh, you know, chances to make contact with you, whether it's opt in to your newsletter or, yeah, book a call or whatever it is. So maybe several like embedded links that's that right. link to different things, mm -hmm. you know, kind of. That's right. Um, okay, cool. So yeah, I think, um, who is it? Content Mavericks or somebody like that. They talk about these long form, like skyscraper posts, like mm -hmm. 1200 words to really, you know, yeah. send people in different directions or kind of make your case for whatever it is. And, yeah. And I would keep it simple. And that's true. You can do that. It, you know, make it long as long as it's interesting, right? I mean, mm -hmm. copy applies. You can't just right. make something that's not applicable. You can't um, do like we did in high school and be like very, 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 very good coach. That's right. <laughs> and actually, that's probably a good idea <clears throat> now that I think about it. If you wrote a man that did that, that, especially for like our age, that's right. Yeah, yeah, like that would be a, that would be funny. This is a very, 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 right. very, very important ad. <laughs> Said, thanks to my English. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I had to get this ad to 250 words. That's right. <laughs> they told me that was the number. That's right. So hmm. here we go. So I, have, have there been any changes like with, I, I know with Google, with the new analytics, they've gone to like this G4 thing. I don't know if that's, that's played into, you know, advertising and how that affects but party like know. a g4 oh that's a good thought <laughs> yeah i know it's been a headache kind of uh, you know updating you know things to you know because i think of that you had to do it as of last month right you had to yeah, switch over right. to g4 so what is that i'm not even familiar with that I'm it's just their new on. version of google analytics oh, okay yeah they're up, most updated but it's been around for a few years it's not really new Okay. But that, I mean, that's pretty interesting, though, that for 150 bucks, you know, or less, because if nobody's searching your name, you're not going to pay. That, that's right. That's yeah. that's the key to it, where you're paying per click, literally, on mm -hmm. that. Unlike, say, if you're running a Facebook ad and trying to get somebody to opt in, you're not paying per click. You're paying per it every time the ad is shown. Right. Yeah. Every thousand times. Yeah. Hold, hold on. Somebody's calling for me. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Jonathan, I noticed that you're uh, in my memories on Facebook. Um, oh, sweet. Post came up mm -hmm. about your selling on the Green Book. So, oh, yeah. You were doing something with it four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. I guess you're relaunching it or something like that. Yeah, so. we had a second edition, which I, I do plan a third edition at some yeah. point. Around... Golf changes a lot. And uh, like you need a live golf edition. I know. I know. I'm going to fly over to Saudi Arabia. Um, next year. Can you yeah. not do that with pickleball? Selling, <laughs> yeah. Know. Oh, pickleball on the pickleball. No, that's too broad. Pickleball court. Pickleball court. <laughs> that would be I haven't good. gotten any CEOs on a pickleball 
court yet. Oh, they're uh, out there. It's you just possible. Don't know about it. <laughs> that actually, yeah, that'd be good. You should take advantage of that trend for sure. Selling on the hard court. You just, selling on the court. You just copy and paste all the text from your current book. That's right. Put it into AI and say, change the word golf to pickleball. <laughs> That's you'll right. have the whole More thing land. done in like 10 seconds at my work <laughs> of course there's not many opportunities you know golf you're kind of sitting next to each other you know as you're riding in the car you know pickleball you're right across from each other and you're actually hey the other person's like absolutely the enemy you know and you're trying yeah. to beat them or maybe not but it <laughs> may give you a chance to you know kind of let them win and you know like feel good about maybe them. it's between like matches if you're in a league yeah, you're sitting around between matches. That's the time you would do it. See, th right. this is important information to know. You should publish the book. Like we need to know this. So, so back to the to the ad. So we spend like, you know, put a budget 100, 150 bucks when you're when you're starting out. Um, you probably won't even hit it. So that's that's a good tip. Mm -hmm. What else are you seeing out there as kind of trends or, yeah, either old old stuff i think you and i talked about like some stuff that was getting approved now that didn't get approved two or three years ago yeah like it seems like they're a little bit more lenient on mm -hmm. facebook for example that's what happens when revenue goes down <laughs> <laughs> they, they got to make it a little easier to get things done so you can you know yeah yeah have more ads out there that's true um so one thing i think is kind of nice which if you're not running a lot of ads you may not realize this but the it's a little easier to do it to do the setup now mm -hmm. um there was there were a couple extra steps that now you don't technically have to do to get as good of optimization with your ads i'm talking about facebook sorry yeah. let me be clear yeah on facebook you don't have to do there's a couple things you don't have to do now and you can still get the results you were going to get anyway which is kind of nice such mm -hmm. as um, one of the things is, is they had this thing called aggregated events. And okay. so there was an update, um, with Apple, with Apple's operating system that kind of forced Facebook to make it, they had to change how they were doing things. And you, so right. it caused us as advertisers to do a couple of extra steps. And one of them is called the aggregated events. Well, now you don't have to do that. You don't have to know what that is. Cool. So that's gone. Um, so the way that you used to, if you were running Facebook ads, you know, five years ago, the setup's about the same. Yeah. So there's a lot of people out there saying that, uh, you know, broad targeting versus like picking a bunch of selects, like really dialing in your avatar, like, you know, age, you know, all the different things you could pick. What's, what's kind of that, that look like these days? Like, is the algorithm smart enough to just do broad targeting and let it go? Like how, how much should you, how fine tuned should you try to target? The, the more money you have available, the more you can do broad targeting. So if you're, okay. if you're if you're operating on a small budget and we'll, we'll define small as anything under than say 5,000 a month. Okay. Okay. Let's okay. just say that's what you're operating on. You probably don't want to leave plays that with up. the big boys. Well, that's not, you know. <laughs> But I, I know, I know that's small budget, but yeah, you know, to a, to an entrepreneur or a solopreneur, I should say, you probably like don't money. want to leave it up to the algorithm to figure it out. Okay. 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 Um, you just, it, it, now it does depend on who your market is. I mean, that is true. So it kind of does depend, but in general, now if you're marketing locally, 
right, versus nationwide, then okay, that it's different leaving it open. Because right? mm-hmm. there's not that many people in that, you know, there may not be that many people available to target period. You know, say you're trying to do it in a 10 mile radius because you operate a local business, you right. know, and you're in, you know, uh, you know, relatively, you're in Macon, Georgia. Well, you better off just leaving it open. I feel bad if you're in Macon, Georgia. By the way, I just wanted to throw this out. I put this on my post yesterday or in one of the comments on my post. Frank Kern is also from Macon, Georgia. So is just it? to throw out a conspiracy theory here. I think Frank Kern and Jason Aldean are working together. <laughs> Could be. Could be. <clears throat> yeah. Frank was I, like, hey, Jason, I got, and they're about the same age. I'll buy that. Yeah. So hmm. they probably went, you know, went to school together. Although I think Frank is actually from Milledgeville, Georgia. Okay. But he went to Macon because it's a little bit bigger and like he didn't want to admit he's from the same Which place. Is, I mean, that's pretty close. Asylum. It's only like 45, what is it? 45 minutes. Yeah, but Milledgeville is the like state of Saint Asylum. So, you know, it's got some baggage <laughs> with it. Yeah. So I think he, he bumped up to Macon when he yeah. went, when he got big time and went out to LA Laguna. So, uh, yeah, but that's my theory is they're working together. I'm just throwing that out of there purely as conspiracy. I don't think that dot's close enough, man. <laughs> it doesn't have to be close. It just has to be somewhat logical. <clears throat> it's false logic. That's how you that's how you sell stuff, man. Well, yeah. I mean that that's remind- how conspiracies work. You just Yeah, it just vaguely needs to be tie just something together. True. But, yeah. That reminds me of the movie Shallow Hal, where Hal is trying to talk to the girl and he says, or she says, uh, yeah, I work helping you know people uh, deaf people he goes oh yeah i used to know a blind guy <laughs> there's no, there's no and you watch the most obscure movies of anybody i know <laughs> was that only do you watch them like you like memorize lines from the most obscure i can't movies. help it I just, I just seriously it's just awful what was the name of the movie shallow Hal. i've never heard of it that's with been- um Oh, I know. Oh, I've Jack seen that. Black and yeah, uh, Jack Black. I'm just out of, maybe I'm just out of touch. Yeah. Well, that's he, true. But that yeah. could be true. Yeah. Oh, well. So we were talking about Tony Robbins earlier. The reason I knew that is because Tony said it at one of his events he was going to be in it. And he was. Okay. So that's cool. part of the reason why that one. Oh, that's right. He yeah. was in that. And then that's he cool. handed out Penta water. So, you know, <laughs> full circle. Nice, nice job. <laughs> Very, very well done there, Ben. I appreciate that. All right. So back to the ads, like, okay, so how select should your targeting get? Is it one or two like levels of demographics, psychographic type stuff, or like, do you really need to dial down? Yeah. The audience it's, it's a lot of it has to do with the audience size. Okay. So the audience has to be big enough for Facebook to find enough people to take the action that you want, but yet small enough that you're not trying to overextend and get to people who may take the action, but they won't, they're not really a good fit. Right. So you still want to, if you can, you can, you want to be somewhere between half a million and two and a half million people of your targeting audience. Now, again, it does depend on what you're doing too. Yeah. You have to do the best that you can. So if you're doing something kind of obscure or with a very small niche, then, you know, it may be smaller than that and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is just a best practice if you can. Yeah. Right. And so I will say this. So a lot of the targeting options that were available and speaking of Tony Robbins, so like Tony Robbins, you used to be able to target him and he had a fairly sizable audience. Well, you can't target him anymore. Right. And there's a lot of people like there's a lot of things like that. So they've mm-hmm. lumped them all into these categories. So it might be 
you know, self-awareness, you know, or self-help or something like that. Yeah. Versus this individual person. Sure. Um, But, but there's some caveats to that is the, the problem. So like, you know, exercise, right? Well, everybody's interested in exercise, right? Yeah. Everybody in the world. So there's a billion right. people in that audience, yeah. right? You know, self-awareness. Okay. Well, that's a lot smaller, right? Yeah. So yeah. you have to kind of pay attention. So. Yep. And you have to like, it's kind of like keyword research, right? Like exercise could mean a lot of different things depending on, you know, who you are and how you're looking at it, right? You could be a mm-hmm. fitness trainer looking at exercise, or you could be a somebody wants to lose weight. Those are two very different markets for the same word. Mm -hmm. So you you have to be aware, I think, to, to dial that in. Mm -hmm. Yep. Cool. Anything else you see? Yeah. Um, lately, and I've, of course, you know this, Sean, because I've talked about it a lot, but I have seen people using Facebook groups, coaches mostly. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, but I've actually seen it outside the coaching niches as well. Um, using Facebook groups to convert into clients. Yeah. So you can literally use a Facebook ad to grow your, I mean, there's a, there's a way to do it, but you can take your Facebook ad and use that to help grow your Facebook group with paid ads. If I had a pickleball group, I would use ads to grow that group. Like that. Yeah, absolutely. You could. The art of pickleball, right? I'm going to write that down. Yeah. That should be the name of your group. Yeah, selling on pickleball court, the art of pickleball. How to make money playing pickleball oh, all day long. <laughs> pickleball influencers. That's like easy. It's like, oh, shoot, I can play that. That's no problem. And I can make money at it. Oh, man, maybe I should be a pickleball influencer. That's awesome. <laughs> Go no, so that's interesting. Crowd. People are running ads to Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. So this that's is actually... Inst- so Ben's being a little coy here. I think this is actually, I think one of Ben's specialties. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to like, talk about what you know. Yeah. Like Ben is really good at helping coaches run ads to Facebook groups so that they can then market more effect- effectively to that group. Right. Well, I mean, you're just basically gathering your herd. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it makes sense. Yeah. Oh gosh. Let's not show that. <laughs> I like that. That's such a, that's a young, vibrant Ben right there. You know, that was, that was last year. That was last year. No, please. That was more than last year. Like a realtor pick right there. I know, man, it really is. (laughs) So are you, are you doing that, uh, more than sending them? Are you sending them more to Facebook groups more than websites or I guess, you know, landing pages do you find that you're doing that more with your clients? Yeah. And so they, the, the, the trick to it is Jonathan is that the way that Facebook works is, is that most of certain types of ads, you can't send them back to a link on Facebook. Right. Like they don't allow you to do that. So instead what we do is we send them to a landing page off Facebook because I, I don't, I mean, just, just to put it in some context though, you know, if you're on your phone and you're click on a Facebook ad and it's going to a website, it's still within the Facebook app. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. right. It's not taking you literally out of the Facebook app. Right. So you're still there. You're still in their pinball machine. That, that's They're- exactly right. <laughs> and so when you send them to that landing page, you get them to opt in right there, get their name yeah. and email. 
Right. And then on the thank you page, after they opt in, there's a button that says click here to join the group. And it, you, they click on it and it takes them back into the Facebook app. I join see. The group. Okay. I'm actually surprised that Facebook doesn't let you just go straight to the group. It seems, I am too. It seems uh, opposite I mean, of what, like wanting to stay on the platform. Yeah. You can run ads where you put the Facebook group link in there. It's just mm-hmm. not a, what we call a conversion ad. Okay. So the types of ads that you have to use, you can't tell, you, you can't really get any metrics on it. How many no. people literally clicked and went back. And, and you'd rather, you'd rather build your email list anyway. That's right. This sure. do burst you on its own. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you like, what is that? You know, I know you work a lot with coaches, um, across all kinds of niches. Like typically what does that cost to get somebody into your group? Like what are you seeing right now? So if you're, let's just say you're, you're in the fitness (laughs) realm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you're likely to to be, I mean, I've got people that do it for under a dollar, but, but I don't want to think, I don't want to make it sound like that's typical. Okay. Cause it really depends on the niche of those people. So that's in that, particular case you're talking usually about females somewhere between 45 to 60 right but they join facebook groups more than the 25 to 30 year old right so there's you know you gotta weigh that in there they'll have more money so (laughs) kind of works out truth so i would i would anticipate that you're probably going to spend between three dollars and seven dollars a person which you know if we go back to the kind of the standard of you know, if you get somebody on an email list and you do a good job of marketing, that person, that name is worth a dollar per month, you know, over the course of their lifetime, which sure. you're on your list, then you can make that back. And, you know, if you have a decent set of offers and things like that, you should be able to make that money back in, mm-hmm. in three months, three to yep. six months. I, I can tell you another little metric that might be helpful. So okay. in this, in, in especially in coaching is that if you don't, if they come to join your group, and you don't convert them into a client within the first 30 days, they are likely not to become a client for after until after five months of being in the group. Wow. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah, Cause they're responding to an ad. And I think this is true across all kinds of, um, of advertising. Like if somebody's hot and they're responding to an ad, I mean, they're mm-hmm. most likely to buy in that first 30 days. Right. But this or not again until later. And this plays right into Facebook in general and marketing in general. There's a segment of the population that they don't need the story. They don't need everything. They're ready to take action. Right. Right. So this plays into that. But then there's a lot more people who just need more information. They're sure. willing to do it, but they just need to know more. Yeah. Right. It's, it's the whole A to Z marketing spectrum. And most marketers go after people that are already at XYZ mm-hmm. and ready to pull the trigger but there's so much money in a to whatever comes before X. Right. And I, and I, th- I don't remember where that is in the alphabet. I, I think this does that because there's the, <laughs> I think this, what this does is, is this allows a low barrier of entry with mm-hmm. a high probability of value mm-hmm. or a high opportunity to give value. And it also allows the people who are ready to take the next step, go ahead and, and avoid watching a long webinar or doing yes. a five-day challenge, right. right? you know, whatever that is. So is there, I know for some people, and I don't know if you advise your clients on this, like the, typically there's questions to join a group. Mm-hmm. Are you kind of a fan of the idea that that third question is like, Hey, do you want to talk to somebody now? Do you, do you recommend that? Or do you even get into that with your clients? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we usually don't suggest okay. that because we ha- I haven't seen it work okay very well. Yeah, it feels uh, a little pushy to me. I know yeah, some people kind of promote that idea, but it's always felt a little pushy to me. So, um, what it have you seen from your clients? Like, what's the best way to to trigger that um, from signing up for the group to being a, a customer client within that thirty days? Yeah. So most people, and by the way, can you hear water running? Nope. No. Did you bust a pipe? No. (laughs) Worse in many ways, but no. Um, What could be worse than that? Well, that's a long story. We'll have to get into that another time. Okay. Um, So what some clients do is they have what we call setters. Like they're already, they have somebody that they're employing that will reach out to the people. I can't believe it said I reach out. I do not like that term at all. But anyway, they contact the people who are coming in. They message them. Um, So, and and then they start the conversation that way. And that's Mm -hmm. how they, most of them tend to do it. Now, some people do it themselves. Some people have setters. It just depends on where you are in your business. Right. Yeah. Um, they reach but, out to elevate the experience. Right. I hate follow up. For, me, for me, it's elevate. I hate the word elevate. That's I hate follow up, reach out. That's another one. Yeah. Epic, crushing it. Yeah. We should do a whole you hate show. Crushing it? We should do a whole show on these that. on these terms. I'm just Gary V would be so disappointed. I'm not into the bro ish marketing <laughs> terms and whatnot. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Yeah. That's very cool. What um, about LinkedIn? Are you doing you doing much with your clients on LinkedIn? Yeah. So there's a few clients that we do with LinkedIn, and it's almost exclusively retargeting. Okay. Um, and and it, it depends on what you're doing, right? But if you don't have a really high ticket offer, whatever that is, mm-hmm. it is hard to make LinkedIn work. Yeah. Um, right. From a front end offer. Is that because it's expensive or it, what? It, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. and LinkedIn's own numbers will, you know, when you're when you're reading their, you know, best practices and stuff, they will use numbers like, you know, two hundred fifty dollars a lead or five hundred dollars a lead or something wow. like that. And in their terms, they're talking about opt-ins. Right? Yeah. Wow, I know. Uh, now you don't really like you can get opt-ins for a lot lower cost. That's not exactly the way it works, but that's what they're referencing. Yeah. So. Wow. You know. Hey, good for yeah. them, man, for, yeah. you know, sticking no, to their I, guns and charging more and like, like, that's awesome. Well, I've well, been frustrated, you, you know, I've used LinkedIn to drive, you know, because I do a um, industry podcast show and I have a, a, a LinkedIn page for it. So I've used LinkedIn a few times, just run some ad campaigns on it. And it's just, it's been, you know, the results have been, you know, just aside, you know, compared to what I do to create just completely organic. Um, no, no question. You know, I beat, I beat the ads, Mm -hmm. you know, easily every time just by organic reach. So, um, so I, you know, I tried that for about two months and I'm like, Oh, I think I'll just continue with my organic. So how does retarget, how does retargeting work Ben? Cause like what pixel are they firing off of for retargeting? So you use the LinkedIn pixel. Okay. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what is it looking at? Because you wouldn't, if you're just retargeting, you wouldn't be using regular ads on 
on LinkedIn. So I'm, I'm a little confused. Like where does, where does that come from? Well, and I, just so I make sure I understand, or let me just, I'll just say this and you tell me. I don't know what I'm asking. So you'll just have okay. to tell me how retargeting works on LinkedIn. So it's, it's not any different than retargeting on Facebook. Yeah. So if you are driving traffic from Facebook to say your landing page or your homepage or whatever, okay. then the LinkedIn pixels on that page, mm-hmm. well, it'll pick up that as well. Right. And if it okay. can connect it back to LinkedIn, a person it will. Okay. Yeah. So I could um, advertise on Facebook, mm-hmm. but I would have a LinkedIn pixel. Mm-hmm. On my opt-in page, landing page, whatever, wherever I'm sending people. Or a Google Pixel. Okay. Yeah. So I would have all my pixels. Mm-hmm. I'd have a pixel party going on on my page. That's right. That, there's a there's a <laughs> trademark, that term, pixel party. Put a pixel party on your page. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's alliterated too. I like that. <laughs> pixel party on your page. So then when you do advertise on LinkedIn, it's going to be cheaper than if you would like just straight out advertise on LinkedIn. Yeah. And, but do you, one thing to note is if you don't have a lot of traffic coming, it's probably not going to yeah. be super effective. You're right. not going to spend a lot of money just because there's not that many people on there. And also getting in front of, you have to, it's not just whether or not they get pixeled, it's whether or not they're going to be on LinkedIn and, and to see your ad. Right. Yeah. Because they yeah. just don't have the user base mm-hmm. that right. does that in right. the same yeah. way. So. And I don't know what, I know for me personally, like, I mean, I check LinkedIn like once every two weeks, it seems like compared to like Facebook, I'm on there every day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if that's common or, or not. And I'm on LinkedIn every day. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's where your people are. Right. Yeah. Cause you're, you're much more, yeah. you're Michael. industrial corporate mm-hmm. yep. and I'm not. So, um, so and Ben, then, I'm curious as we ra- start to wrap up here. Um, if you, if you had, if you were to give a prescription to your clients ooh. and maybe even stuff that they've, they've ignored you, but you're like, man, I've got this idea that I think would work whether it's tested or not. Like what would be your ideal kind of setup for people? You know, like a combination of different platforms, whatever, like what would, what is your, your kind of ideal? Like, Hey, if I'm good, if I were to build you, I really want to test something. I want to play with something. What would that look like? For 90% of the people are better. I would say you're you you want to start off on Facebook, not Instagram, okay. Facebook. And okay. I, the reason I want to make that distinction is because Instagram is great if you're selling socks. Yeah. Right. And it's good for retargeting, but initial traffic is tough to get them to convert. It just doesn't work in the same way. And I really believe that it has to do with the copy because on yeah. Instagram, you're not used to reading the copy. <clears throat> you have to do yeah. it all with the image. Right. Right. You have to, that's what has to drive me in. But in Facebook, they, people are used to reading the copy. Yeah. So, that makes sense. so that's the best place to start. And you can test it a lot faster than you can say YouTube. Right. Cause if your YouTube video is not working well, then you mm-hmm. got to go back and got to re-edit and blah, blah, blah. It's just not an easy thing. Yeah. Um, and, and your audience is on Facebook. I mean, I hear that all the time. Well, my, my audience is not there or they're not. And I'm like, they're there. And, whether you want them to be or not, they are. Yeah. So, yeah. so start with Facebook and then, and then what? Like to a landing page, to yep. a opt-in page, like yes, you- <clears throat> one or both, both okay. a landing page, opt-in page. Yep. Mm-hmm. Are, is threads this new uh, copycat of um, 
Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. I'm sorry. X. 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 <laughs> it's X. Uh, so are they are they doing <laughs> are they doing ads on this Threads platform now, or no. is that? I mean, it's not a placement yet. Okay, that you can see. Gotcha. Um, it will it's, be. it's coming, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, but I haven't even heard the word threads in like two weeks or however. I know they kind the of. I'm not sure anybody said anything about it. Big oh. launch and then it just fizzled. It was yeah. like, oh, dude, it was the biggest launch ever, right? It's 100 million people in a week. <clears throat> but I, I mean, Ben and I were talking about this earlier. It's like I think people were just grabbing their username, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what happens yeah. on social platforms now. Is you're like, oh, let me grab my name. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then. You know, I'll try a couple things, and if I don't get, a, if I'm not immediately a millionaire, then I'm just going to go back to what I was doing. Yeah, I can't imagine. You, you imagine like that transition from people that are typically on Instagram, where they're most of their content is is image based or you know video based, yeah. and they move to a platform that is most that is text based. Text, yeah, or it's, yeah, it's, some images. It's, <laughs> Yeah, the feel is totally different. Now, I like Twitter ads, just so you know. Oh, I, yeah. I, I like, them I like Twitter as a platform or X, but because there's a lot of discussion. But the same people, I don't think it translates the same on threads. I don't think it did. If I was, I mean, just let me say this about just from an ad platform standpoint. Like if I was thinking about, oh, I wanted to advertise on Instagram or, yeah. you know, I, I would rather do TikTok. TikTok ads are great. Yes. Um, there's so really why, a lot. Why do you of, say that? Well, it's it's because they have a very powerful algorithm. Mm-hmm. Um, so their targeting isn't quite as good as Facebook, but they don't have the numbers just yet. But what they do have, the way that their algorithm works and the way they show more ads um, really helps the advertiser better than Facebook does. Hmm. Facebook will show a lot of, sometimes you get random stuff and, yeah. and TikTok doesn't like if, if you if you go down a rabbit hole, that's what you're going to see. Right. Well, I'll tell you this. Like, I've noticed Facebook, like, um, I guess because there's so many advertisers on Facebook. If I look at a product on Facebook, I will see within two. Uh-oh. That person, you know, it within, you know, 24 hours. And, I, and then all of a sudden, my whole ad feed is competitors of the original product I went and looked at at their website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it almost gets like saturated and overwhelming at that point. Mm-hmm. I guess that's because everybody's targeting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's kind of annoying, actually. It's like, okay, because a lot of times I've already bought from the one client, like the one mm-hmm. place. And now all these other people are, are vying for my attention. I'm like, yeah, but I already picked my supplier. Like, <laughs> you missed the boat, buddy. Right. And they, for all you know, they're sharing pixels and stuff. Yeah. I mean, we don't even know what else is going on behind the scenes. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like Jason Aldean and Luke Bryan. Like, <laughs> That's right. It's all the same pixel. Yeah. Frank Kern. Yeah. Frank Kern. <laughs> yeah. This whole thing. Like Frank Kern. Yeah. This whole Jason Aldean thing is just a way for Frank Kern to build his Facebook pixel. <laughs> now that I would believe. I really would. <laughs> but anyway. So. All right. Anything yeah, else, Jonathan? Ben in? Can I just want to say one other thing, Jonathan, yeah. just regarding yeah. for because you were asking about um, Google Analytics for and all that yeah. stuff. So just so you know, I mean, you don't need Google Analytics period to run ads and to track. Yeah. Right. Okay. You can pick your battle with that. You can either use Google Analytics for or you can use Google's um, remarketing stuff. I mean, sure. 
whatever you want to do. So keep it as simple as possible. Whatever makes sense to you the most, use that. Okay. And then, you know, get, get fancy later. Yeah. Well, Ben, how can uh, people find out more about you? They can catch me at Ben at onefocusmarketing.com. That's your email address. That is my email address. My personal email address. Very nice. Yeah. All right. I like also, that. You also have your, uh, your website that is that you don't <laughs> like. Talk about that. Okay, I'll pull that away. But is there anybody that's not working on their website? I mean, that's the thing. Everybody I know. Has- like when they came out, when websites came out in like you know ninety five or whatever, like there was this kind of thing that like, oh, once you build your website, it's done. Like you're you're there, and now it's like constantly it's never done. Yeah, it's always. Just, yeah. I like thought it was going to be just like a brochure. Done. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, here, here you go. But yeah, it's nonstop updating Always. your website. Yep. So you, you need to update your website. That's <laughs> true. So, yeah, it's one true. Ben. Um, that's He's B- very consistent in his brand, though. I like that. Yeah. Ben, B-E-N, at One Focus Marketing. Yeah, that's right. Dot com. Yep, dot com. Good so, stuff, Ben. We should have started out with your stuff first. <laughs> Well, you know, hey, we yeah, it's kind of interesting though about the other stuff. I thought, yeah, I mean, we rewarded the people that stuck <laughs> around. Here's my takeaway: keep it, keep it simple. Like, would you agree, Ben? That um, we talk about, and I have to go back to pickleball because I'm going to go back to pickleball. But you have to, uh, you have to make create as le- as little friction as possible in your market. Right, make it simple. Yeah, I would say keep it simple, but at the same time, don't be afraid to ask them to jump through a hoop. Okay. Okay. In other words, if you know that you're never going to convert people who don't give you their phone number up front, then there's no sense. Sure. Just, you know, go ahead and ask for the phone number then. Be willing to pay more. Yeah, even though it'll suppress opt-ins, like, ask for it. Right. Yeah. I mean, adjust your numbers. Make them buy the fancy paddle. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And the shoes, yeah. and I and get I, them get them into a Facebook group. I love that. Get them into Facebook groups. I've mm. also been a fan of on the opt-ins when you click to like a pop-up comes up that mm-hmm. has like like them uh, selecting an option and then going to give their name and email. Mm-hmm. You know, if that makes any sense. You know, uh, like get like when they when they go to a, a page and they click on yes, I want to get this thing say great what industry are you in this one this one or this one or whatever it is right there and then the next page the next little pop-ups gives them their name and email um so that way you're getting just a little bit of additional information from them and it's not like you're hammering them with a bunch of questions yeah that's good yeah you know know, that's i i wish i had thought about like i wish we had done this before i was on a uh, marketing so I got sucked into being on a marketing committee for a trade association um, about six months ago. We do these marketing calls once a month and we had one earlier today. I wish we'd done this beforehand because, you know, they're creating, you know, their strategy is creating a platform. It's an industry. It's a, tra- it's a association website. And what they're doing is trying to build leads. They're using a company to build leads, to grow leads, you know, through obviously paid ads. 
And then what they're wanting to do is take those and then filter them out to the, <clears throat> to a lot of the companies who are association members, like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, you need this, you know, so obviously we were talking about, um, during the call today, we were talking about, you know, capturing that, why, you know, it's so important to capture that, you know, people come to the, this association, you know, page where you're giving them a ton of information and some value. Um, but if people leave, even though if you've redirected them or if you have links to association members that can help them, yeah, you know, if they click that link and leave, you know, and then somehow just don't do anything, you've completely lost that. So, I mean, you know, yeah. I was encouraging them to obviously capture as much as possible, capture those. Um, but also I love the fact of getting them in groups. You know, that's yeah. one thing that they or, should be doing even LinkedIn too. has groups. You could do a LinkedIn yeah. group. You could do that's LinkedIn right. groups. Yep. Right. And yep. you could use the same strategy. You mm -hmm. could actually use the same strategy targeting people on Facebook mm -hmm. To a landing page to a LinkedIn group, right? Yeah. Instead of saying, "Hey, join this Facebook group," you can say, "Join this LinkedIn group." Yeah. Wow. Same thing. Yep. Ninja stuff right there. Yeah, I like that. All right. Well, that's a good. good uh, stuff. That's a good episode Thanks, right there. Yeah. Very good. Uh, one focus marketing, Ben. Thanks so much. Appreciate yep. you joining us again. We need to do, do this more often, for sure. Sounds good. Enjoy your vacation. How long are you going to be gone? A week. Man, that's nice. Uh oh, yeah. I'm going to have to jump up, guys. All, All right. right. See you, See buddy. You. Bye. Take care. Good stuff. <laughs> He's not going to turn his video off. He's just going to walk out just, of the chair. We can just kick him out. <laughs> there we yeah. go. There we go. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Fun to have him on. Ben is very laid back, but I mean, the dude knows like his Facebook ads and, and ad strategy. He's been he's, doing a long time and like he's behind the scenes on some yeah, very well-known coaches. So yeah, uh, yeah you should definitely Russ check him out. Is he still working with Russ Rafino? Ben, know. just, should, just so. nod your head. Okay. Because I've been seeing Russ Rafino. He works ad. with a lot of people who went through Russ's program. Okay, gotcha. I do know that. Gotcha. So Because I've been noticing the Russ Rafino ads pop up yeah. more and more lately. Yeah. I'm actually knocking that off for a few clients right now. So uh, are you? Yeah. Just that whole, he, he has been the most consistent marketer of the last decade for sure. Yeah. Like he has not changed his strategy at all. And it's just, I mean, the dude's, you know, he's, he's pushing yeah. 85 million plus over the last 10 years. So like, yeah, Y'all might want to look at um, on YouTube uh, Justin Brooks' take on Alex mm -hmm. Hormozzi's funnel um, on ad skills. It is okay. very good. I mean, it is everything he could find basically drives to this simple opt-in. Okay. And I mean, I'll I'll find the link or something. But we should try to get something. Justin Brook on. I don't know if he. Yeah, would. I think we could. You know, he's a local guy. He's over here in. Uh, yeah, that's right. He moved up to a, Tennessee. He got, yeah, yeah. He got tired of uh, hurricanes and moved up to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, we can get him on for sure. Cool. All right. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate All it. Right. Thank Enjoyed you. Enjoy it. Enjoy your vacation. Have a great, uh, great time. Uh, thanks Relaxing for having time. me. Okay. I'll don't kick any sea turtles, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See Keep the lights off. <laughs> all right see y'all later see, see you man Bye. good stuff yeah yeah good catching up with him yeah 
Yeah, he knows his stuff. We we talk every week. Um, and I, I write some of the ads for his clients, but yeah, he's his strategies behind his clients are are really good. I mean, he's got clients yeah. doing, you know, five and six figures a month, uh, yeah, consistently for, sure. for years. That's so, great in the coaching niche. So if you're a coach, consultant, across a lot of niches, been at One Focus Marketing, uh, if you want a kind of different take on your Facebook ads and yeah, just easy to work with too. So. Just good stuff. If you're a jerk, don't call him though. <laughs> don't, call him. Don't, don't make his life harder. <laughs> yes. We wouldn't recommend that. Yeah. He, he needs his vacation time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't call him this week either. He's, he, he's a single dad and he's got, he's got his hands full. So yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, man. Um, good show. Uh, there was one thing I did want to, you know, I sent you, uh, I think I sent you a text, Sean, on the, um, was it John Capel's book? Uh, um, oh, yeah, tested advertising methods. We won't touch on that today, but maybe next week there's some really, I mean, that's it's not a new book by any means, but I was going through it this week and pulled some gems from that book that I would love to share. And uh, maybe next week on the show, so yeah, let's let's do it. I'll uh, you know, I had a move plan, so I packed up a lot of my my book. So I, have yeah. to, I and the mood didn't go through. So I have to unpack that one and yeah. put it back out. So there's, I'll send you uh, a few excerpts from that, that I want to hone in on uh, one, particularly for how to write an ad for a, a book or a booklet. Uh, phenomenal. Yeah. So came across that. I was like, uh, yeah, this is good. Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, I don't good. know this is like 30 years old, but this would still work extremely well today. And I'm going to use that. So, yeah, cool. All right. All right. So, we'll see you guys next week. Um, you can find us persuasionbythepint.com. You can find us on all of your social media platforms. You can find us at YouTube, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeart, name it. Uh, Sean, we'll see you guys next week. Man. All right. See ya. See ya.